you're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast, hosted by Zach Bechtold and Matt Franks. If you'd like to learn more about the Bearded Theologians, you can go online at beardedtheologians.com, where we have past podcasts, blogs, and a couple items for sale. So check us out, beardedtheologians.com. Thank you for listening, and enjoy this week's show. Merry Christmas. And you're listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast hosted by Matt Franks and Zach Bechtold. So um, this week on the podcast, as we were uh, doing what we do best before we, you know, we spend an hour trying to figure out what we're going to talk about if we really don't know what we're going to talk about. Um, and we talked a little bit of everything from um, the MLB trade dispute of, um, you know, actually getting the, getting their stuff together and actually having a season, which it looks like that that may not happen. Uh, to solving world's problems, to um, even um, figuring out issues uh, within our local churches. Uh, as we were kicking around ideas, this uh, idea came up that we talk about our favorite uh, scripture uh, that we like to use during Christmas Eve services. Um, this is recorded before uh, Christmas Eve. And, um, you know, Zach, as you think about your Christmas Eve service and your Christmas Eve worship experience, what is your favorite um, scripture to to utilize. Yeah, mine's, I, I always, regardless of what the lectionary is or what scriptures we use um, in a given, in a given season, I always, 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 always include um, Luke chapter two um, there in Jesus's birth. It's one through uh, seven or so, but my, my favorite part of that is really six through six through seven or six and seven. While they were there, the time came for Mary to have her baby. She gave birth to her firstborn child, a son, wrapped him snugly, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the guest room. And that's out of the Common English uh, Bible translation. And I, I love that. I love that imagery that wrapped him snugly uh, brings to mind, and it always, always hits deep down for me and just the reality and the gravity of a baby um, being born in this way and, and reminds me of my own kiddos when we would swaddle them and wrap them snugly uh, so they didn't get cold and so they were comfortable. And, and for me, that's a super tangible, just real moment of this is a baby and it's gentle and delicate. And yet what this baby brings to the world wrapped snugly there in the cloth is is huge um and i i just love that i love the imagery it brings i love the play on it and i love the just the humanity that it brings to jesus in those moments i think uh, okay oh, well um yeah i think for me um and i guess it's because of the nature of our service and the nature of light how we use light in the service um is john one um and, and what really gets me is verse five, the light shines in the darkness and the darkness doesn't extinguish the light. And I always think about silent night and, and no matter where I've been, no matter what congregation I've been in, um, what's really beautiful is just seeing the light swell uh, in the congregation uh, when we do the lighting mm -hmm. and the, the candles at silent night time. Mm -hmm. um, nothing more powerful uh, than that. And it, and it really brings in, I'm gonna use a big theological word, uh, here, uh, the incarnation of Christ in that moment just mm -hmm. swells. Yeah. Um, and, and that becomes real to me. 
and and no matter what it just always seems to hit me in such a spot that like it's just like wow mm -hmm. I, I i just can't believe this and and you you get that sense of hope that that's anticipated that you know like the real reason for this and 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 it just i don't know it just blows me away every year and even when i read that scripture because uh, it's the way we start our service of light it just every time it just hits me mm -hmm. and it's just like wow this is this is just amazing and i just feel um a little bit awestruck a little bit just um beside myself in that moment of thinking about uh, you, you know you talked about having a baby but i talk i think about the incarnation mm -hmm. of how that you know just all that went into that and what that means and like i mean I definitely have a, a big, deep theological moment in, in that whole space. Right. Well, and, and that's what Christmas Eve is, right? It's, it's the telling of this story. And I often argue that, that we as preachers don't really need to preach a whole lot on Christmas Eve because the story's there. We have these moments throughout the entirety of the service that bring that light to life, right? That, that you see that swelling of hope uh, come, to, come to reality. And it's through these what I would argue are super tangible moments in scripture, whether it's, it's the physical nature of a baby needing to be wrapped snugly or the light literally and physically coming into the world, right. And swelling through the sanctuary and swelling through our hearts and swelling up through all of this. That's what, that's what Christmas Eve is. That's what these services are is this embodiment of the hope born, you know, the hope coming to life and I, I mean, I don't guess I'd be a pastor if I didn't love these services anyways, but uh, there's something to them that even in the midst of planning, in the midst of making sure everything goes okay, that we have a meaningful service, these moments hit home in their own little way as we, we lead them, we lead our congregations through them, right? Um, which I think is something very, very beautiful, not only in the story, but in the um just the human nature of what these services are well and i think that that's why um you know the the service itself however you all do it i mean everybody does it differently there's not one way to do this service but um i think you're right in the sense of preaching it doesn't have to be preached um that doesn't mean you can't offer a word of hope it doesn't mean no you exactly can't. right um, yeah but i also think that and that's one of the reasons why I love the way I structure the service is that I let the service speak for itself. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, uh, and I usually, what ends up happening is I'll sit there just for a few seconds of silence and just like, this is it. Yeah. Take this it in. Is yeah. the way it's to be. Yeah. But well, I, I think that's where we find ourselves as trying to do too much, uh, as, as preachers, as pastors, um, because it is the two times a year. Christmas and Easter, right? That we have the most people, that we have visitors, that we have, you know, people that's, that's the only time they go to church. And so to make an impression or make it, man, the stories tell themselves, right? And if we will we'll get out of the way, that hope is there. Yeah. And I think that that's the powerful thing that we tend to forget, mm -hmm. you know, as preachers, we, we bear so much burden right. of trying to, you know, make it an amazing experience. And I'm not saying don't like do, do as much as you mm -hmm. can. Mm -hmm. but work with what you got. Yep. Um, and that's okay. I mean, I'm having to do that today. I'm having to rethink, you know, this is the first in-person live Christmas service that we'll do in two years. Mm -hmm. 
and I'm having to rethink lighting and things like that and, and take that seriously. Um, and, and so, you know, make it a special space, create a space of, of, you know, peace, love, peace, love, hope, and joy. Like that's necessary. Um, and then just be present. Um, and I think that that's where, when we just open ourselves up to that, um, it just changes us and it changes the whole experience. And I think that that's where we work too hard at that, but we also can, um, we also can just be like, this is it Mm -hmm. and it's okay. Well, that's why I wanted to talk about, you know, what, what gives us life in the scriptures this season one, because we use a ton of them. Uh, this is one of the only services we read seven, eight, nine scriptures in a service. Right. Um, and, and, but when we, when we let those live and breathe, they create that space to do that very thing, to be just in the moment. And I think there's something really significant about that, especially, especially during this season. I agree. I think too, that just the space we create, uh, makes a difference and, um, just the attitude that we bring and, and please, 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 me and people that are visiting either for the first time, or it's the only time of year, you know, just say, Hey, we're glad to see you. That's all you need to say. Don't say it's been a long time. Um, you know, just acknowledge their presence and, and see them as a child of God for who they are and, and let it be that. And cause you know, I think that that, um, it does more harm when we say, Hey, it's been a long time, you know, um, for some people, the reason why it's been a long time is a good reason. It's not a bad reason. Um, and for some, you know, this is maybe their first experience uh, ever, or it may be just their first, um, you know, time back in public or, you know, just whatever. Um, and and I think even with the rise of Omicron, we have to be uh, mindful of that. And then it may not be what we think it may be, uh, which I have to be honest with you, some, we're trying to plan our services stuff and get out all of our lo- small logistical items out. It's a little bit hard to plan because uh, you don't know who's coming. Because um, mm-hmm. let's be real, nobody really RSVPs um, and we don't even do that. But if we did, I know nobody would. Um, and so, you know, it's, um, it will be okay. And, I, and I'm saying that more, I think I'm saying that more for myself, but <laughs> I think everybody else needs to hear that too. Right you're going to, you're going to do a great experience for people to experience the birth of Jesus. And, and the story tells itself, let the light come in uh, from the dark world that we are around. Right. Well, and it's, it's the difference in, you know, we spent all of Advent waiting and anticipating and preparing. And if we allow ourselves to be let down because we don't, it doesn't live up to what we think it's going to be. We're birthing a baby right? Which was not something that people thought it was going to be. Uh, it's the whole Christmas story. And so welcome the folks who join you, celebrate them that are there, whether they're in person, online, or watch you two weeks later, it doesn't matter. Celebrate that because they're getting to hear this story. They're getting to be present with you in these moments. And that's beautiful. Uh, in, in let's let our expectation be different uh, this year. Well, and I think that that's where, uh, if you ask me, I think we've forgotten the service itself. Um, I think we've put too much on the everything else that we forget that the story really does do the work for us if we let it. Yep. And, uh, and I think that hit me a couple of years ago, uh, just to let that story just resonate. And I, and that's kind of the way I start my sermon is just, you know, asking everybody, just take this in, mm-hmm. um, enjoy it for what it is. And, you know, um, 
and, and remember that God came to be with us. And I love Eugene Peterson's uh, interpretation of John 1. Um, and so, um, you know, he, he says, you know, uh, the word came in and made its home among us. And I just love that. Um, uh, and so, yeah, that's just something that um, just resonates with me. Yep. No, I love it. Uh, I hope all of you who are listening, have a Merry Christmas, wherever you are, wherever you need to be this season, be there, be present. Um, even if it doesn't live up to uh, what you're hopeful for, what the expectations may be, uh, we're still living in a different world than we were a couple of years ago. So hang in there, um, celebrate the best you can and be present in the hope that is before us. And, and, and I want to share too, that like you can still order something now and it will come by epiphany, uh, through Zazzle, <laughs> uh, through our, through our website. Uh, we don't really make any money off of it, but it's always a good, it'd be a good epiphany gift. Um, but we want to encourage you, you know, if, if you like listening to us, um, please, um, whatever you listen on, um, you know, thumbs up star, the, all the stars, uh, write reviews of us, share us to your friends. Uh, that helps us uh, get our word out a little bit more and let people connect with us a little bit more. Um, we're really excited about next year. I say that every year, but we really are. I mean, it'll be year six. We'll be starting year six uh, here soon. Um, and um, it's it's hard to believe that here we are uh, and you're uh, getting ready to kick off year six. And um, it's just been a fun ride and we've enjoyed all the content. And please just go back. You know, if you if you have a long drive or a long flight, go back and listen to some of our old um, podcast. I think you'll find, um, some really good fruit there. Um, and you know, just please don't forget to, um, like us and share us and subscribe to us, uh, on all the platforms that you listen to, cause that helps us. Um, and so for the bearded theologians, I'm Matt Franks. Uh, I'm Zach Bechtold. Have a Merry Christmas. First guys, I want you to subscribe and like this video and put that thumbs, push that thumbs up. Thank you for listening to the Bearded Theologians podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, and share on all social media outlets. You can check out old episodes and more information at beardedtheologians.com. Thanks for checking us out.